Welcome to the Bushels and Barrels podcast. It's six minutes past the top of the hour. Al Gore is partying right now because he is totally winning when it comes to his war on global warming. Two nights ago, mornings ago, woke up negative 15 wind chill factor. You're winning, buddy. Are you going no. live? No, I'm not going live. You, dork, you can I go live. Might. It's fine. Okay. I, so, so now Jessica's going live on TikTok. This is Thursday night. We're making Friday show right now. Yeah. As usual, I am Ryan Peter. Bushels and Barrels on TikTok is where you can find me. Joined by my lovely wife, Jessica. Say hello, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. How's it going? It's going. And I am so tired of this cold weather. I'm telling you, it's like 60 degrees one day and then like negative one degree real feel next day. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. And you know what? It, in the mornings, it's so damn cold that I don't want to get up. And But you want to become more of a morning person, right? I have done, you know, my New Year's resolution was to become a morning person this year, right? I want to get up earlier. I want to be more proactive. I want to, I want to get, get done exactly and i am oh yeah this last week i've fallen off the tracks but that's okay <laughs> because that's life and i'm a human and um but you've I, done I a just, great job yeah so tell everybody what yeah. do you do so i get up at 5 5 15 5 30 ish and i wake up on my own like i wake up and i enjoy two cups of coffee before I drink a protein shake. And I will either, I'll either read a Bible study, I'll listen to a sermon, I'll scroll through Telegram, read what Yeah, no, I don't throw do on Do you not TikTok. do TikTok in the morning? No, I'll sit there all morning, not yeah, do anything. I know. Okay, yeah. I'll just get sucked in and not do a thing. So, yes. no, that's what, that's not what I do. I just, uh, I just wake up on my own. I go downstairs, I work out, get on the Peloton, sweat a bit, and I will wake up and I'm like, good morning. Exactly. Man, thanks for the Peloton, babe. It's such a good workout. And you're in such a better mood <laughs> when you get up and do this. Right. Like, you are yeah. not a morning person. No. But you are becoming a... I like, never have been. And my, okay, so, so Alden and I are still in bed, right? And we sleep, and we sleep, and we sleep, and she's been up for like an hour and a half. She's got her day started off. We come downstairs. She's like, good morning, sweethearts. I've got your, I got your breakfast ready. I got your coffee ready. <laughs> It's just hilarious. It's like, good grief. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great. No, it's great. I love it. I love getting my day started and working out. Well, I got into this flow of like sleeping until uh, the last minute, rushing around to get Alden ready for school. And I just told myself at the new year, I've got to do some things better. There I, you go. I've got to get more organized. I've got to wake up and get it done. Exactly. So that's what I started doing. Yeah. So. So, uh. What about my New Year's resolution? Yeah, how's yours going? <laughs> it was, if you guys remember, it was to lose 20 pounds. <laughs> I think I've gained five. <laughs> Ain't yeah. going the way that I want it to. Yeah. But, oh, well. I, I just, I'm so sick of this weather. I am just, I just, this. Can some volcano just explode and warm this place up? Like, I, I'm, I'm serious. Oh boy, right. you're go you are live, aren't you? I did go live oh, on TikTok. Geez. Yeah, <laughs> just gonna give them a little bit of a preview, but I've got to move the angle of it. Exactly, exactly. So. But no, I, you know, the thing is with Al Gore and this this global warming crap that that he has put forth is it's all fake. What is it? Ted Danson said in the mid '90s, if if we don't get global warming under control, uh, Florida is going to be underwater, right? Yeah. You remember that? No, I don't remember that. I wasn't alive. 
Um, yeah, you were. But <laughs> <laughs> you were just a little shit. <laughs> Did you say I was kidding? But didn't didn't they say, wasn't there like this theory that in the 50s, California was going to be off in the ocean in 10 years? So by the 60s, it was supposed to be underwater. California? There's pretty big hills in California. No, yeah, the, no the idea they, I mean, is a part if, of California, if, yeah. if, if the sea levels rose five foot, it was just going to I mean, most of Florida would be underwater because it just sits so low elevation-wise. Yeah. But, you know, for these people that think that global warming is going to raise, and that it's this is the bullshit about it, um, that man-made global warming is going to do this. This is what cracks me up. Yeah. Well, if, if I told you right now, you have to, I'm giving you an objective. In five years, you have to raise the sea level five foot. What are you going to do? <laughs> Like, what is your Buy motivation? If you listen to these jackasses on TV and all these environmental wackos, yeah. what are you going to do? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. If I was, if I, if they said you have to do that, I'm hoping that a volcano goes off. Yeah. Like, I, that's really what I'm hoping. Because it's going to cause a tsunami? No, because it's put out a bunch of carbon monoxide, carbon dioxide, all these greenhouse gases. It's going to cause the place to warm up, melt the ice caps, ah, raise the ocean, and bring it. You know, ah. Do you do you know that whenever Mount Pinatubo erupted, the first eruption? Mount, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, Mount what? Pinatubo. I like the way you say that. I've never heard of this. <laughs> Mount Pinatubo no, I erupted. I think it was in the late nineties. One eruption of that volcano, just one put more carbon monoxide and carbon dioxide in the atmosphere than what we have since the Industrial Revolution started. I have no idea. That seems like a lot of shit. It is a lot of shit. <laughs> so, so if what we are doing as humans since the Industrial Revolution is going to destroy the Earth, well, by God, we better hope that two or three volcanoes don't explode at one time. Oh, shoot. I mean, it's going to be 150 degrees around here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What do you what do you think snowflakes would do if a volcano like actually erupted in a city? Take New York City. What do you think that they would do? <laughs> snowflakes? Yeah. Melt. <laughs> Let's end the podcast right there. <laughs> well, it's been fun, guys. That was the most awful joke you've ever heard in the whole wide world. We're going to get out of here. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of volcanoes, did you know Uh-oh. that in southern Illinois, southeastern Illinois, about 50 miles south of here, there's this place called Hicks Dome. Have you ever heard of Hicks Dome? I, Shawnee National Forest. I think I know where Shawnee is. I, if you know what you're looking for on Google Maps, you can see it. You know what? You are a wealth of knowledge. Worthless knowledge. Well, anyway, tell me more about this. Hicks Dome, Hicks Dome. Is, Hicks Dome is a volcano that didn't quite make it, didn't quite erupt in southern Illinois. Wow. Would you get your head in the game? No, stop I watching am. The, stop watching the live. No, it, it was, it didn't I need explode. your interaction. It didn't make it to So what happened explode. was, I don't know why, they decided to drill for oil there or they did some exploratory drilling because, I mean, you could see it, the, 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 the geographic feature standing on the ground is like, that just doesn't look like it fits right here. So they went up there and they drilled for whatever reason. Whenever you drill for oil, you can, you know what rock layers are coming because the rock, the sedimentary rock layers are just, they're laid down in a, in a certain order and you just know, okay, I'm through this limestone. I'm getting ready to hit this sandstone. I'm through this sandstone, getting ready to hit this limestone through this shale, blah, blah, blah. So they're, they're, they're drilling and all of a sudden, these rock layers, as they're going through them, they start circulating up rock, lava rock. 
Yeah. Think about that. Sounds crazy. You're farting around with TikTok. Guys, I'm on my own on this now. No, you're not. I'm just <laughs> I'm just a little bit replying. Okay. Okay. So they circulate up lava rock. Come to find out that, and we're talking hundreds of millions of years ago, that that was a volcano that almost erupted in southern Illinois. In southern Illinois. Yeah. Do you think that they keep track of that lava like under the ground somehow? Uh, I don't think it's active anymore. I think it's all dormant now. You think? Are yeah. they keeping but do you track know, of it? Do you know why that happened? The North American plate is trying to rip apart at the New Madrid Fault. Like it was like a gazillion years yeah, ago? Like, like or it's 350, still is today? 400 million years ago, yes. Why are we talking about volcanoes again? Because it just went there from global warming. <laughs> and it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So you know? you're telling me it's trying to rip apart right now, like today. Yeah. You, okay, and that's, so why, you know, we, that's you know, why we have so many earthquakes. The New Madrid Fault. Right. That's that's an earthquake zone. That's Every place that you have plate tectonics is like moving. That d- d- Earthquakes happen. I mean, look, at the reason that California is always shaking is because that's where the Pacific Plate is going underneath the North American Plate. Okay. So it's always shaking. Yes. Okay. Same thing in the New Madrid Fault. For some reason, this the 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 continent's trying to tear apart right there. Now, as I say that, this is I mean, you're talking hundreds and hundreds of millions and millions of years. Yes. It's nothing that's going to happen. Like you're not going to wake up tomorrow and go, well, North America doesn't look quite the same. Not the way it's going to work. <laughs> Are you sure? I'm positive. <laughs> hey, speaking of which, do any of you guys remember the earthquake that happened in 2008? Here in southern Illinois, it was a 5.2, I believe. I felt it in Marion. Did you? I was in high school. Fun fact. No, I wasn't in high school. I had just graduated. This is a fun fact. Fun fact. Do you know where that earthquake was centered? I do, but your listeners probably On our farm. I could take you. I might do a TikTok about that. I could take you directly to the spot of where it was centered. That was the weirdest thing in the world. The next day, or no, that that morning, the the earthquake happened at like 4.38 in the morning. At, by 10 o'clock in the morning, we had, pulling into our driveway, people from uh, Indiana University, University of Illinois, um, University of Memphis, believe it or not, saying, hey, do you own this ground just east of your house? Yes, I do. You mind if we set seismographs seismographs up on it? That's nuts. <laughs> it is. I felt that. I, I lived at mom and dad's, and uh, we have this old, old antique bed frame, and it was it's a four-post bed frame. It's cherry wood. It's been in our family for years, and I was asleep. <laughs> I felt like I was in the... Uh, that that movie, The Exorcist. <laughs> the bed posts were shaking and my bed is shaking. And I am two hours. My mom and dad live two hours away from you. Yeah. 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 And it was centered it was, right here. Yeah, it was, it was centered right here. Oh, yeah. Mom and dad, they knew that, that thing got me upstairs faster so, than anything. So I was living in a mobile home just east of where the house is, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Whenever it happened, my grandma was still alive then. So I had to come up, check, and my Aunt Sally was here, and a bunch of people were here. I came up to check on them, just to make sure, hey, everything okay? Mind you, it's still dark outside. It's so damn early, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Well, what do we do? The first thing we do is we turn on the TV. We see what the news is going to say about it. Because, I mean, it shook hard here. And it's just something that doesn't happen very often. So as we're sitting there, it's the funniest damn thing. We got the TV on Channel 14. Byron Douglas, the meteorologist, not seismologist, not earthquakeologist, the meteorologist, <laughs> the meteorologist. I guess, yeah, is given the duty of talking about the earthquake. Okay. And what are we doing? We're sitting here watching the Doppler radar go round and round 
on the screen. <laughs> and he's talking about, and he's the, talking earthquake. about the earthquake. It's like, and we're all looking at the Doppler radar. Like it's going to show where the earthquake was centered, how hard it was hit, uh, you know, how far away it was felt. And there's nothing on the radar. There's shit on the radar. There's it's a clear morning. Hell, yeah. the sun came up. I mean. <laughs> oh my gosh. When did that happen? When was that? 2008. No, I know what month. April. 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 I think it was okay. April 18th, believe it yeah. or not. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Very, very, very interesting that the the center point was right We're here. Right here on Bushels yeah. and Barrels Farm. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh man! Speaking of farm, didn't you ask? Didn't you want me to talk about how to get? In, how did I get into farming? You know, I think that that would be great for your for your listeners to to kind of hear your story on uh, on what you did. Sure. Um, sure. But let me tell you, my, my one of the sermons that I listened to this week. Here, okay. I, I got to tell you, a pet peeve, before you go on to this, all right? Okay. I listened to a sermon called Stand for Truth. Do you know that you cannot be a people pleaser and stand for truth at the same time? Oh, for sure. If you don't have enemies or if you are just going about your entire life people pleasing, it means that you could give a rat's ass about the truth. No, I agree with that. That is a that is one of the biggest pet peeves I have ever had in my life. Okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this in a different way. Okay, if you aren't breaking shit, you aren't doing anything. Okay, yeah. that's the same thing. That's good. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, yeah. but I, but like everything that's coming out with like the the jabs and the Fauci's and the the crazies of the world. Sure. Um, not only that, just truth in general, when it comes to being a human being and truth in general. Yeah. You better stand for something. I agree. Because, because people pleasers are just. Everybody's linguine spined. Yeah. They're called sheep. Like we said last week on the podcast, they, they want to stand back. They want to bitch the whole time. But when it comes mm-hmm. time to actually do something. Very, very few show up. There's no action. No it's action. All talk, no action. You do it for me. But if you don't stand for truth, if you don't stand for life, then you get death. Period. You want it, some truth? It is black and white. You want some truth? What? I don't like 4 H. Oh, tell. Uh, I know why. <laughs> this is going to be a controversial conversation. I, hey, it's fine. <laughs> Okay. I know people that don't like Farm Bureau. I don't like 4-H. Yeah. Well, I loved 4-H. My dad, quick story real quick, and then you can tell everybody else your your awful experience. Horrible experience (laughs) in 4-H. So my dad used to make us get up, stand up, and do our progress reports. Everybody who's been in 4-H knows what that is. And use a retractable screwdriver as a pointer to point to our... um, like our display that we had made for the evening, our 4-H monthly meeting. And there were these two guys sitting in the front row. And here we are, these, you know, nerdy middle school girls. And those guys giggled and laughed at us. They ended up, they laughed at us so hard. We were so embarrassed because my dad is like, you're going to take this up there and use it as a pointer. Jeez. Like and point at the things that you're talking about while you've got the entire room's attention. Oh, but you loved 4-H. And our 4-H was like 30 people, like 30 kids, plus their parents. Like it was a to-do. <laughs> this was in Arkansas. And so, uh, yeah, so and I'll never forget that. And I, to this day, I honestly believe that that is why we were so, that's why we succeeded so well in public speaking yeah. to this day. That okay. I'll attribute that sure. to my dad. Sure. 
Thanks, Dad. So here we go with four, my 4-H story. Yes, please I'm do in fifth talk. grade. I had a couple of buddies that's in 4-H, and I'm like, yeah, I think I want to try that. And I asked my dad, and my dad said, sure. And we used to raise pigs whenever I was a baby, but Dad got out of the pig business. But we still had all kinds of hog panels and barns and stuff like that around. Well, he bought me two pigs and provided the corn and the soy meal and everything to feed them out. We got them in March. The fair is in late July. So my job is to raise them. And the agreement with with my dad was whenever we take my pig to the 4-H sale and sell it, that I got to pay him back for what we had in the pigs plus the feed, and I get to kept I get to keep the profit, right? Yeah, a, a good lesson in business there, right? Right. Well, supposedly. Supposedly. So here's what ended up happening. I he forced me to feed the pigs every day, do the chores and everything, which no big deal. That's that creates a good work ethic. I mean, that's that's all good. I fed the pigs, raised them up. Here comes fair time in July. We take my pig to town, put him in the pen there at the 4-H center. I'm excited. He's dropping me off every day at 6 a.m. at the fair. I got to stay there with my pig all day. He picks me up at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I go and I show my pig. And, of course, I don't place because my name is Ryan Peter. And, really, we weren't any, we weren't, we're not BTO farmers. 4-H can, can so it tends to be a little political. It is political. So, anyway, I, uh, I show my pig. And the next day is the sale. And one of the people that's in charge of 4-H walks up to my dad and says, Ryan can't sell his pig. Uh-oh. And you'd work so hard I on I worked pig? my ass off raising this pig. Oh, my goodness. He says, Ryan can't sell his pig. My dad says, well, why? He says, well, he didn't get it tested for tuberculosis, so they're not going <sighs> to let me sell the pig at the auction. Right. You're supposed to have all your shots and vaccinations and all that. They're supposed to be jabbed before you take them exactly. to show. <laughs> we live that now, don't <laughs> you we? you got to take their papers to the show in order to sell right. them. Exactly. Oh, shoot. Uh, you know, that's the next thing in 4-H is I think as stupid as what that organization is. You're not going to be allowed to sell your pig if you didn't get the jab. <laughs> Surely not. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> So they wouldn't let me sell my pig. That's the first time I ever saw. I think that's the only time I ever saw my dad with my own two eyes cuss someone out. I can't imagine your dad cussing anybody out. No, but but I watched my dad go off on this guy. Yeah. Like of just, this is awful. I cannot believe you're not going to let him sell this pig because he didn't get a stupid ass TB shot. How come I didn't know that? Why didn't I know for him to get a TB shot? I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's in the paperwork for 4-H. So anyway, I am fifth grade. I am bawling my eyes out because I don't get to show this pig or I don't get to sell this pig. So yeah. We're on the way home. My dad goes, you know what? Screw it, Ryan. I'm just going to give you this pig, and I'm going to give the other one, and you're going to take them to the stockyard. You're just going to sell them for market value, and you can have the money. Okay. He didn't even, I don't even, no, he didn't even make me pay him back for the feed or anything. He let me have all that money. So you were entitled to that. I, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the first form of welfare I ever saw in my life. Oh but my really, gosh. I earned it. I worked hard. Sure. I just didn't have to pay the expenses of the two we pigs. We all believe you. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Me, the big old liberal, the entitled liberal here. So what I do with that? So what did I do with that money? I took it and I bought four pigs. Four, and, and you then, and you had two because why? Because I, I was going to raise two and pick whichever uh-huh. one looked the best uh-huh. that I thought maybe I could get the most money out of at the sale, okay, the sale barn, mm-hmm. and then which one might show the best and you know. So that's the reason I had to. Gotcha. So I took that money and I bought four pigs. 
So I, now I'm raising four pigs. I mean, I just doubled the size of my operation here, right? Yeah. Raise these pigs up. Come July, I'm not in 4-H. I'm just doing it like every other hog farmer in the United States of America, and I take them to the local barn, and I sell them. Take market value for them. At this point, I had to pay my dad back for the corn that I bought off of him, pay him back for the soy meal, pay him back for the uh, feed mill to grind it and everything. I had to pay all my bills. So at that point, that's whenever I learned what net income was. I took my net income off those four, and I bought six. Raised those up. I did the same damn thing. Paid it all back, netted money. Then I went to eight. I got up to 16 freaking pigs. You did not. I did. 16? By the time I was in eighth grade, I had I was raising 16 pigs no that wonder, were paid for. No wonder Grandma Laura has so many bad stories about those pigs. Oh, bad. Grandma Laura, my mom had a yeah. bad story about it. I got she bad hated stories. About it. My those sister, pigs. my sister Renee, and my cousin Jenna got in the pig pen when I had sixteen pigs and chased them around on a hundred and ten degree day, and one of them just keeled over and died. <laughs> that was my investment. <laughs> Did you make her pay for the pig? I should have, but I didn't so have that no. authority. Oh, okay. Because so, you guys are just so pigs. anyway. I sell the sixteen or the fifteen pigs at that point. So I'm like, I'm growing, right? Yeah. I am doing things. I'm in eighth grade and I am flat ass doing things. <laughs> I take this money. You go in places. I am. <laughs> I am. I'm just, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm taking this money. I'm growing my business every single time I sell the next, the next litter of hogs I, or the next herd or whatever. I'm doing great. Yeah. I give, but I sold this, I sold that 16 pigs. I'm going to say it was like in October. So it's getting ready to get cold. And my dad told me, he said, I don't want you to buy 30 pigs because it's getting ready to get cold. You don't want a bunch of 30 and 40 pound pigs running around and freeze to death. Oh, yeah. So we'll just wait until March and we'll buy your next pigs. I said, okay, that's cool. So I give the money to my mom and she puts it in a bank account promising to give it back to me. Okay. Guess what I didn't get back come March? She didn't let you buy more pigs. She didn't give me my money back. I can't imagine 32 pigs running around the yard. I can't imagine you have a son that's got an <laughs> entrepreneurial... St- I would have been bigger than the mash-offs. <laughs> but I would put the mash-offs to shame. It would be the Bushels and Barrels Hog Company, not the mash-offs. <laughs> Do you know... Do, does everybody know who they are? Uh, if you're from Southern Illinois, yeah, you okay. definitely know. You do. Okay, I would have been bigger than uh, Tyson Foods. <laughs> Everybody knows who they are. <laughs> Hard telling where I would have went. But the reason I don't like 4-H is because you do all this work. I went to all the meetings. I did the stupid-ass projects and books or whatever they want you to do. And then, nope, you're not selling your pig because it didn't get a shot. And the other thing that I think is bullshit about 4-H is it's just it's so political. You know, you, you got this kid over here that didn't do a damn thing to raise his pig. Not a damn thing. They basically just had that pig at somebody else's farm. Some other person did all the work. All they did is picked it up in July, took it straight to town, showed it, and sold it. That's true. Because they're a BTO. Yeah. So now you got this 10,000-acre farmer whose son has a pig they didn't even grow out there at the auction. And who who bids them up? The the big wigs at John Deere's going against the big wigs at Case IH. Or the small banks out there who the have banks, a $5,000 yeah, exactly. budget the, to, the, the to sponsor. The banks that want to finance these farms, you know, yeah. they're trying to do some back scratching here. Yeah, it's but all you, political. But whenever you're just a little guy, you actually had to do all the work, but you don't have a last name that's like really, really big in town. You, 
you're not going to get near as much out of your pig, and there's no damn reason for that. And that's it is, it, plus whenever they do bid up for your pig, they there's it's there's no capitalism associated with it. That's not the real world. Yeah, you you're not going to in the real world just because your last name is a as is a John from Staple Farms. You're <laughs> you're not. <laughs> Mr. Hillabo, that was for you. <laughs> Just because your last name is John, or your name is John from Staple Farms, in the real world, you're not going to take that same pig and go sell it for seven hundred dollars. Whenever the real market is only one fifty, that's so true. But I honestly think that that is why they call it the premium sale, because you're selling it at a premium. You're selling it at a premium, but it doesn't mean you're offering a premium product. That's true too. It's all politics. But I, I'm telling you. I, when you I, to get this, into that 4-H stuff and you get into the, the auction, which is the main event, we always had the Budweiser guy picking the same. He would buy our chickens every year. The Budweiser guy in, in uh, Lavaca, Arkansas. And uh, he'd buy our chickens, Mr. McVeigh. Okay. And uh, oh, we started out with 50 chickens. We would have ended up with maybe 30 to 40 at the end of the, this, the year. And no, I never got grand champion. We always got grand champions. One of us four girls got grand champion. And uh, my name was ne- my name never got picked to, for the blue ribbon. Why? I have no idea. They all came from the same you batch. You know why? It was the Budweiser guy. You guys don't drink. <laughs> we were definitely Southern Baptists back then. I guarantee you if the Budweiser guy came to Mount Carmel... <laughs> My kid is getting everything. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. Yeah. No, I. Uh, yes, I understand your point about 4-H. When it comes time for Alden to have a project, it's going to be hard for me to tell him no. We're going to have a long discussion as to whether or not he's going to be allowed to be in 4-H. He will be allowed to be in 4-H. We're just going to have to discuss it at that time. Oh, my God. We might have two more years. All right, somebody, Maybe bushels, three more years. bushels and barrels one at gmail.com. Tell me what you think about 4-H. Yeah, we need to know what you What's think your experience? About- Give me a good reason to send my three-year-old into 4-H here in a few years. I honestly believe that standing up with a retractable screwdriver and speaking in front of people is the best thing my dad could have ever done for me. Really? And making us get up before school and feed our animals and all that jazz. Yes. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, that hey. teaches that teaches some work ethic now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All it has right. nothing to do with me being a morning person these I, days. I tell you what, no, that's a personal choice. I like I said, I'd have been bigger into mash offs. I I would have just. You would yeah. see my logo in every grocery store in America, and by God, my <laughs> by God, my stuff wouldn't have ran out during COVID. Ah, oh, shoot. You know why? Because I'd have been up to like fifteen million pigs by then. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you and your 4-H story. I know. No, that's good talk, though. What else you it want to talk about? It is good talk. So you, so you became an entrepreneur when you were, you know, two years old, and um, you decided you wanted to sell some corn and some uh, blackberries or whatever you went and picked, right? You would you would go sell oh, sweet yeah, corn. Oh, yeah, me and one of my buddies had a garden. Oh, okay. That's so you planted it. a garden. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Dad had an old piece of junk tractor and a, a piece of junk disc, and he had a he had a little area in a field where it wasn't feasible to get 
big equipment back there and plant it. So we had this idea that we would take this little tractor, go work the ground up. We'd plant some sweet corn. We planted green beans and everything. You know where we made the most money, though? Where? It was had nothing to do with that garden. It was it was along the fence row right beside the garden. There was a shitload of blackberries. And you would pick the blackberries. We picked the hell out of those blackberries, and we could sell those for whatever we wanted to charge. Okay. Yeah. And people would buy it. Oh, we just sold the shit out of blackberries. Were they delicious? Yeah, of course. They're wild yeah. blackberries. Yum. Yeah. Yum. Is that what you want to know about the garden, though? But yeah, no. no. You've always been an entrepreneur. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Always take a chance and do some extra work, try to make an extra buck. So when you decided to go to SIU, you decided to uh, leave home. Well, you went to a junior college. You left home, went to SIU, worked for someone else. And then tell us about the transition whenever you left college and did did your dad put a stipulation on your on your education before you actually came back to the farm yeah yeah whenever okay so I knew that I wanted to farm in high school but my dad always told me you're not coming back to the farm unless you have a four-year degree to fall back on if something doesn't work out so at that point I had no choice I had to go to Carbondale and got a degree in economic or agribusiness economics actually and uh Got a job with Gateway FS over in Sparta, Illinois. Uh, didn't like it. And I, <laughs> dealing with farmers, is, it sucks <laughs> being a salesman. And I like my salesman that I deal with, but that is a crappy job. But anyway, I ended up uh, about six months, six months maybe, after I graduated, a uh, full-time mail route came up, and my dad could take it as a rule carrier. And he said, if, if I take this job, job do you want to come farm grandma's ground and i came back and farm grandma's ground how old were you uh 22 22 it's 22 years young wow how Whatever. many how many acres did you start out with uh 450 wow that i it, for, i farmed 60 percent of 450 okay i learned real quick that i was gonna have i was gonna have to have extra jobs and everything hell i, I couldn't afford ramen noodles back then <laughs> I don't think anybody getting out of college could afford ramen oh, noodles. Oh shit! But you were you were farming four hundred and fifty acres. Yes. And um, and so you said, if I'm going to keep doing this, I'm going to have to do something else. That's right. Mm -hmm. So I took a part time job as a as a rural carrier. I carried mail every weekend. Every that was the, like honestly, that was one of the best jobs I ever had. I liked carrying mail. It was easy. You get up, you show up at work at six fifteen, six thirty. You case all the mail, you go out, you you deliver it, you're done by two in the afternoon, and at that point, if you want to goof off the rest of the day, you feel free. Yeah. Jessica, you're still on this this uh, TikTok Live, right? I am. Do we have anybody talking about anything funny? Because <laughs> I could tell you're like three quarters of the way disconnected from all this. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question that was just asked. All okay? right, let's go. So besides marrying him, what's your biggest mistake in life? <laughs> having a kid with him i was gonna I, no that's not true so i was going to respond with i was gonna i am going to respond with going to college was my biggest mistake in life probably i you know that's a great conversation about yeah. about college no I, we're not talking about college we're okay. talking about you oh geez yeah, and the farm. And like what your decision making, like you started out with 420 some odd acres, 450, and then you decided you needed to find a different job or not farm or get more farm. 
I right. I did a little bit all of it. Yeah. Well, I took a big risk. My third year of farming, I rented some ground. Probably paid, might have paid a little bit too much for it. It turned out to be the best decision I ever made in my life. So, Jess, what's going on in the world of politics this week? Oh, there's so much going on. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> there's a big rumor that Wisconsin had um, pulled back their electors. So then, actually, I heard an interview with the guy who actually made this this uh, jacket. He called it a jacket. And he said it was a big misunderstanding because the bill that had went before his motion had actually passed. And then he was making the motion to withdraw electors. So it's actually to a to a council now or to a, a certain group of people that so, will actually discuss it. And uh, so so that made the big round. So everybody's thinking that Wisconsin pulled back their electors, and that's actually not true. This is for the 2020 election for uh, back November 2020. So what's the significance of this? Well, it's kind of a big deal because before the certification of electors, they are sent then to what was then on January 6th to actually certify the election for each state. And if you object, then you stand up and you say, I object to this because X, Y, Z. Oh. So that's the significance of it. Um, now, they have the ability, they have the authority to go ahead and pull back their electors if the state legislation actually says, yes, we have evidence of fraud. But there's a lack of courage. Courage takes boldness. Balls. <laughs> and a shack. <laughs> and uh, and um, anyway, you can edit that out. <laughs> nope, she's in there now. <laughs> so, anyways, um, we had a justice resign, a Supreme Court justice resign. That's right, a liberal one. I find it, I find it, interesting okay. and there's my word go ahead and i find it interesting because there's so many theories on it do you know that some people are saying oh kamala's gonna be electing i heard that last night okay right so then they're like oh and then they, then they're going to appoint hillary and she's gonna be in the vice president seat and then joe's gonna croak and now she's gonna be printing oh my gosh the theories are just ongoing it's exhausting you know what i think like, it is. just let it go what i think it's pretty simple what just happened go ahead this guy doesn't want to die on the supreme court he's a liberal okay yeah so he knows if he resigns right now he's got a democrat in office that gets to appoint the next supreme court member the last thing this guy wants to do is take the chance and die right after Joe Biden loses in 2024, you get DeSantis or who knows, maybe even Trump in there. This guy DeSantis dies. DeSantis is not running for president. Whatever. That's a whole nother discussion. But he's the thing a, is. I'm just telling he, you, he's not running for president. In order to keep that position on the Supreme Court filled with a liberal person, it's easiest for him to just resign right now. Let the Democrat president go on ahead and put another liberal in his spot okay there is no democrat president he is only the resident let's get oh, that straight geez. so here we go again with that <laughs> let's get that straight okay well okay. this democrat resident is going to be mm. the guy that gets to appoint the next supreme court justice not exactly because whenever all this stuff comes out with the election all of the all of the all of the facts we got to find out everything. We're well, gonna find I, I can tell you right out. now and i'm no let me finish my thought before you interrupt me go ahead all right I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Why do you do this to me? I didn't mean to. 
Well, I'm just telling you, I, he's not really there, and it isn't really real. And do you know what would be nice to see regarding this? What? Is whoever Joe Biden ends up nominating for this position, I hope the Republic. I know they won't do it because they're gutless bastards, but I hope the Republicans give that nominee the Brett Kavanaugh treatment. I don't think that they will. Because, no, I don't here's either. Why? Because these nominees are going to be African American black women, and I say that because don't they care. Keep calling, they keep calling them black women. Well, you have to be. So, Civil Rights Act of 1964 tells you that you cannot discriminate for a job for a position based on color, race, sex, creed, religion, all that. Well, that was equal opportunity as well, right? Well, yeah, I mean, that's a totally different act. But at the same time, like that was back in 1964. So now we're going back to 1964 and we are discriminating against everybody. Sure are. Except for black women. I don't care who it is, though. Even if they do discriminate. I don't care. And they, don't... they put a, a black woman, if that's what they do. I don't care what color they are. I don't care what gender they are. I hope that person gets the Brett Kavanaugh treatment. I hope, I hope they dig up the most false people in the world, just like they did... Uh, for Brett Kavanaugh, try to make him look like a I, rapist, a, a, just a, a horrible person, which he's not. They won't do it. Republicans don't have a backbone to do that. Unfortunately, you're right. They don't. They're not evil people. Like, Okay, so, but here's the thing. Whenever we find out the information about the election, everything that, that the Biden administration can be undone, everything that they do can be undone. We find out. The we have never. When are we going to find out said information we have never about been, the election? We have never been in this position in our entire country's history. Well, I, there's a lot of positions we're in right now in this country's history right now. You're you, going to have to you say. Know, it, you're going to have to say that again because I didn't catch it. There's a whole lot going on in this country right now we've never had happen. I mean, look at Absolutely. the jab mandates and, and and all that stuff. Absolutely. What do you think about Carhartt? Me? Yeah. I don't give. I couldn't. I could care less, really. Did you see all the people burning shit on TikTok? No, I, know we, I didn't. We touched a little bit on that last weekend. Yeah, I knew that there was I a was trend. Sick, I knew yeah, that since I was sick, I wasn't on TikTok a whole lot. Okay. So now my for you page is getting caught up from everything I didn't see last week. Yeah. See all these people like burning Carhartt shit because the CEO of Carhartt said our employees jab still mandate. have to get the jab. Yeah, they're a private company. They can do whatever they want. Don't work for Carhartt. There you go. Don't spend money on Carhartts, but the, the stuff you do have, I mean, that's like me. I'm not going to go out and, and maybe go buy something at the Carhartt store right now because I, I believe that my dollars are bullets. You're right. You're right. But you know, here's, the, here's where I come at it. How stupid is it to take something that you've already paid for in the way of clothing and just flat-ass burn it because you don't like what the CEO said or is going to mandate his employees do? The employees can leave. They can go find another job somewhere else. I know. You know, and here's the other thing. So I guess if, if I were to use that same logic as what these people are using, I guess that maybe I don't need to be a Catholic anymore because I don't really care for the Pope. I, I think the Pope is liberal. I guess I don't need to watch the NFL because I cannot stand Roger Goodell. Okay. If I'm going to use the same logic, I guess I don't even need to like America. I need I mean, to just burn a flag because I don't like Joe Biden. You boycotted NFL two two years in a row because of BLM. Because of BLM, yes. Because it was specifically because of their support for BLM and kneeling can for the national imagine, anthem. Can you imagine the outrage if there was a if there was a movement for 
WLM. White Lives Matter. Can you imagine the outrage? We ought to start that movement. No, we ought to not. Because guess what? All lives freaking matter. Racism is dead unless you were intentionally, like, I, I really think that this country is past the whole racism Yeah, shit. besides the media. The Absolutely. media is who's keeping it alive. Yeah, they feed it. They just feed it. They feed yep. it. Can yep, exactly. Come on. So, I, I just, the outrage. If you turn that around, like, how can you say that BLM is not a racist activist group when you can't say the exact same thing for the opposite rate, like for the opposite color. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't even know how to word that. I don't know how to phrase it. Oh, yeah. You sound stupid either way. Yeah, it's it's hard. All lives matter. Yeah. Blue lives matter. Yeah. There's a freaking outrage on, there's cops being murdered in the streets and down the road yes. on the interstate. Like, yep. it's nuts. Well, what about that? Did you see the report of that baby? I don't even I want to talk about Atlanta, that. Six months old it caught a stray me. bullet. It kills me inside. That you know one mom, thing we don't have to worry about right here where we live. We don't have to worry about it. Out here in rural areas, we don't have to worry about driving re- down here and catching a stray bullet. <laughs> let me remind you when Portland was on fire two weeks ago, or I'm sorry, two years ago, two summers ago. Yeah. People were going crazy here over you. Making them mad about the the mask mandates <laughs> and you telling, and telling people, people to lie to the health to department. lie to the health yeah. department. I mean, people were so hyped up about that. Like we went out and bought a shotgun just so that we could. Very get, true. We we did purchase more. Yeah, I, that's just because people are crazy. They are. But no, we don't have to worry about it. Typically, out here, we don't have to worry no. about things. No. So, um, any good comments on our TikTok live? Not at all. We are down to 22 people, and I know, I know that we are being taken down right now. Oh, that's cool. Whatever. Yeah. Because when you were talking about volcanoes, you had like 150 views. Really? Yeah. Well, I'll be damned. Well, i tell you what, guys. I think we're going to call it a day right there. That's it? Well, No more politics about. talk. You're no. done with the politics. You think you think we got this this president is here? Well, okay. I guess I guess I could give them an update on my forty thousand dollar fine. Oh yes, from so last I, week. Yes, I because I, that's still hanging over your head. Oh yeah. So I emailed the state of Illinois, the Department of Natural Resources, and asked them like, "Hey, we got to be able to negotiate this down because I got to be able to stay in business. I can't afford this." And to their credit, they emailed me back and said, clean up the mess and we will lower your fine. Now, whether that means lower it from 40 to 20 or 40 to 1,000, I I don't have any idea. But it looks like they're going to try to move in my direction. So right now, I've got Swanson excavating over there, cleaning the mess up that I didn't make to begin with and putting it all back together so that um, anyway, so, so so maybe I can get away with uh, not forty thousand dollars out of our pocket, which I will have to borrow in order to pay. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Hey, you know somebody else I talked to today? Who's that? Don Price. Okay. First National Bank of Allendale. Oh, and they're not a sponsor <laughs> of the podcast. I don't know why I threw out the name of the bank. I like, don't. First National Bank. I don't like, know. Don Price is my loan officer. He's been my loan officer my whole life. <laughs> talked to him on the phone. He's he listens to the podcast. Okay. He said something really funny. Okay. He's like. I love it. He goes, it's hilarious. He goes, man. He said, Ryan, you give that health department hell. <laughs> I go, you're damn right. They deserve hell. They deserve hell. They don't have our best interests in mind. He goes, I would just like to know. 
I would like to see what would happen if you showed up there wanting a COVID test. <laughs> you know what I told him? <laughs> what? Would, I can't imagine what you told him. I said it would make it to my nose via my asshole. Oh, oh, that's bad. That's bad. <laughs> and then I'd be, I'd be at Don's office looking for another loan to take care of me medically because of all the damage they just did. Oh, the health department would really mess you up, man. <laughs> they would mess you up. You would go in there for a tetanus shot and walk out dead. Three, three jabs I'd get, later, I'd get the old anthrax <laughs> shot from those people. <laughs> you know what? Screw them. They don't have to worry about. If you're listening to me and you're from the health department, don't <laughs> worry. You're never gonna see me. <laughs> never. But I am gonna continue to hold you accountable for the mm. communists that you're being. Yep. You were a government-fed organization that's right you don't have to show a profit you're to telling stay people to do shit and i never elected you to do anything exactly so and that really pressures off that off. pisses me the <laughs> off i just edited myself there <laughs> yeah thank you i like it when you don't cuss like that all right darling let's call her a day all right episode is this number seven or six? Ooh, good question i think this is seven, seven. this is episode number seven is in the books i like this because it's kind of like a date night oh hell yeah i'm having a good time yeah but yeah all right we're gonna sign off here great football this weekend if you're a football fan the two teams that win go to the super bowl so uh in signing off what do we always say you were born an american don't forget to be one that's right I'm Ryan. She's Jessica. We are out of here. Adios. Have a great weekend. Bye.